Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. I want to talk about the call of the prophet. The Lord has drawn me to speak upon this and and I realize that some of you maybe are on a journey at the moment. You've got some questions, you've got some stirrings on the inside, maybe even some wondering, is this what God has called me to? And maybe some of you, others have spoken to you and and said, we, we see that this might be upon your life. Others may be just wondering, what does this all look like? Well, I encourage you to come on a journey in God's word in Jeremiah chapter one. I want to read verses four to verses 10. And then from there, I just want to step into some things that God has highlighted to me and shown to me. Jeremiah 1 verse 4 to 10 says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. This is such a rich and insightful passage of scripture. Let's start to step through it. The first thing I see is the word of the Lord comes to us. The call of the prophet, the word of the Lord comes to us. The word of the Lord finding us is much more powerful than us trying to find the word of the Lord. I love it repeatedly in scripture. The word of the Lord came to. The word of the Lord came to. Sometimes we're seeking so much that we almost um, invent a word from God or, or try to come up with something. It's beautiful when the word of the Lord finds us. When our posture is towards the Lord, his purpose will find us. So number one, the word of the Lord comes to us. Number two, God's purpose for us. I'm talking about prophets. God's purpose for us is predestined. Verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God's purpose is predestined. God's calling is God's initiation. God's calling it's God's initiation. Prophets never appoint themselves. No, God anointed, God appointed Jeremiah. And God created us with the seed containing all that we need. God created us with the seed. He formed us. He fashioned us. He created us and he placed in us everything that we will need for that which he has called us to do. The third thing is, our initial response when there's a call um, as uh, wonderful as this, our initial response is often a focus on ourself. In verse 6, Jeremiah's response to God saying, So wonderfully, I formed you in the womb and before 
I knew you and uh, I, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This is glorious. This is big. So what is Jeremiah's response? Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Notice God's language. I knew you. I formed you. I set you apart. I appointed you. God's focus in the calling was what God had done. Jeremiah's response is, I don't know how to speak. I am too young. The moment we shift our focus from God to ourself, we shift our focus off track. This is what God said to me. While our reasons sound reasonable, noble, and even humble, they deny the sovereignty of God. Let's just think about this. The Bible is full of people when God called them, their initial response was why they could not do what God had called them to do. It was in their perceived lack. It was that they were not good enough. They were not well-spoken enough. They were too young. They were the least of the least in their family. These may be reasonable. And as I said, even sound humble. But the focus is based in a focus on self, not on God. This is often our initial response. So what's the next thing that we see? God realigns us by refocusing us on himself and his sovereignty. See, we, we instantly go to ourselves. God says, man, let's shift that. Let's change that. And this is indeed the whole nature of the prophetic. It's bringing us back to God's perspective. And even in the call, this is essential because the focus goes to ourselves and why we can't. But it's actually a denying of the sovereignty of God more than it is a declaring of ourselves. So God realigns us by refocusing us on himself and his sovereignty. In verse 7, but the Lord said to me, do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to. You must say everything that I command you. There's a realignment going on here. God instructs us to change our confession about our identity and about our perceived limitations. Very interesting. God doesn't just come and say, yeah, I hear what you're saying and I... Yeah, I, I understand. No, he says, do not say it. Do not say, I am too young. Do not have the wrong view of yourself. May, it may be an accurate view from a natural perspective, but again, the prophetic is seen from the spiritual perspective. Do not say, change your confession about your identity and about your perceived limitations. Don't say it anymore. Change your confession. Think about it. The whole prophet um, the call to be a prophet is speaking on behalf of God. So he says you need to change the language about yourself before you can speak, come on, into other people about what God sees. God reminds us that this is his plan and that he has decided to use us for his glory. He says, I will send you. Go wherever I tell you and say whatever I command you. This is God's idea. This is God's plan. The next thing we see in this beautiful passage, this empowering passage of Scripture, is this, that God makes it clear that it will not always be easy. Verse 8, 
Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. There will be opposition, but God will always be present with us. He says, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. This is one of the greatest promises in the Bible. Even Jesus, when he gave the Great Commission in Matthew 28, he, he says, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching to them to obey everything I've commanded you, for lo, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, says the Lord. And the call to be a prophet comes with a promise that God will always be present. I don't know about you, but that's really good news. But there will be opposition, but God will be present. The next thing I see in this is there will be times when it appears that the enemy is winning, but God promises to rescue us. This is so important. You're not always going to have everyone for you. Not everyone is going to be singing your praises. Not everyone is going to be patting you on the back. God says, do not be afraid of them. Why? Because people are coming against us. There is opposition. There is persecution. The Bible makes that clear. Uh, being a prophet is not the winner of a popularity contest. God says, don't be afraid of them. Yes, I'm with you and I will rescue you. That's interesting when I saw that. Being rescued means that you're taken captive. And sometimes the enemy, he appears that he is winning. Don't allow, allow a moment where it appears that you're losing ground and maybe the enemy's winning. Don't allow that to be your final moment. God promises, I will rescue you. That is good news. The next thing I see is God reaffirms his plan, which includes us. Verse 9 says, And the Lord reached out his hand. And he touched my mouth and he said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Oh, this is delightful. This is wonderful. God initiates the call. Then the Lord reached out his head. The Lord touched my mouth and the Lord said, I have put my words in your mouth. Oh, I so much see in the call um, to be a prophet, the sovereignty of God, the initiation of God. The call is his idea, is not our idea. God initiates the call and God initiates the power. God reached out his hand, he touched my mouth, and he says, I have put my words, come on, I have put my words, God initiates a call, God initiates the power because it's from him, and God initiates the message, I have put my words in your mouth, the good news about being a prophet is we don't have to come up with something to say, it's not our message, it is the message of God, and he promises, I'll put my words in your mouth. Come on, let's go full circle back to verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying, this is where the call starts, but it is also where the message starts and the message continues. The next thing is God anoints our eyes to see his perspective. God anoints our eyes to see his perspective. This is one of the greatest needs in the world today, in the church today, is not just to hear what God says, but to see from his perspective. Verse 10 goes on to say, see, we've shifted from hearing now to seeing, see, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy 
and to overthrow, to build and to plant. God's appointment is from heaven to earth. This is his perspective. It's not from earth to heaven. It's from heaven to earth. Let your kingdom come that your will be done on earth as in heaven. It originates in heaven. The call originates in heaven. The message originates from heaven. The appointment originates from heaven. He says, see today I have appointed you. This is the perspective that God needs us to see. See today I appointed you. Before we go to the message, before we go to the declaration, let's start with the appointment. We need God's perspective. See I appointed you. God's appointment is from heaven to earth. God calling us. God's appointment is also singular. It is to accurately pass on his message. I will put my words in your mouth. The call of God upon a prophet is singular. To accurately pass on his message. But the, but the call of God to a prophet is also varied. It is plural. While the message is singular, we are called to boldly do what is needed in each moment. God says, see, I appointed you. Over nations and kingdoms, what? To pass on the singular message, whatever I tell you. But it is to uproot, to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Well, which one is it, God? It is whatever I need you to do in the moment. The appointment of God is singular and it is varied. One message, but different deliveries determined by what God tells us to do and to be in the moment. Many prophets, they became prophetic symbols based on what was needed in that moment. Oh, praise God. That's what I saw as I stepped through this passage, but Father finished by saying three things about a prophet. A prophet is a bond servant of God. That was his language to me. And a bond servant is one who belongs to God and only does what he tells us to do. They don't come up with their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own plans. They don't exist to do what they want. They exist to do the will of the Father. Think about Jesus. He says, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. He was a bondservant of his Father. And prophets are bondservants. We belong to God. And we only do what he tells us to do. Number two, a, a prophet is a friend of God. See, we live in the secret place and we hear the whispers of God. Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business, but I call you friends and everything that the Father has revealed to me, I want to reveal that to you. We live in the secret place. We hear the whispers of God. That's what a friend of God does. And finally, a prophet is a mouthpiece of God, a mouthpiece of God. We accurately pass on the words of God and the heart of God. We're a bond servant. We, we belong to God, only do what he says. We're a friend of God. We live in the secret place and hear the whispers of God. We are a mouthpiece of God. We accurately pass on the words of God and the heart of God. I believe that this is how a prophet is called. And I pray that if Father is stirring your heart, that you will make your pursuit Him. Make your desire to know Him more.
that you continue to live in that secret place, that you continue to live in the Word. Let the Word dwell in you richly. Store it up in your heart. And I believe that if there is a call upon you to be a prophet, the Word of the Lord will come to you. I pray this blesses you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.